bringing you cutting-edge insights from the world of technology. Join us to hear thought leaders explore the ever-evolving world of technology and telecoms to keep your industry knowledge up to the minute. You are listening to The Spearline Podcast. You have reached Sorry, a number, the number you have dialed is not in service no longer in service. Welcome back to another episode of The Spearline Podcast. This episode, Case and I are joined by Spearline Enterprise Sales Manager, Emmanuel O'Donovan where we discuss the important role audio plays in managing conferences online. Emmanuel started off the episode introducing herself to our listeners. Emmanuel, welcome to the show. Good morning. I'm delighted to be here today. Great, and we're delighted to have you as well. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, your experiences, and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, certainly. So, as everyone will hear throughout the podcast, I'm originally French. Um, I've been living in Ireland and working in Ireland for most of for most of my professional life. The, accent, the French accent is still there. It's my stamp mark, we shall say. Um, and uh, I've, I've worked a lot in my two area of focus are being in customer service support and in business development. And I worked in a different in a variety of industries in you know in transport, in um, logistics, and also primarily in telecommunication sector, so in telecom, in conferencing, and now in okay. Spearline. Great, Great, excellent. So, so you, you, you clearly have a lot of experience in the conferencing industry, but like, how have you seen this area change over the years? What, what kind of conferencing trends have you seen? Well, the conferencing sector has evolved considerably. Um, and I think that no more less than, you know, last year um, where you know, conferencing would have been in the business domain and is now fully in the public domain. We all have been in conference, you know, for work or socially as well. We have our kids, you know, doing conferencing just to do their day-to-day schoolwork. Um, So that's probably the most drastic evolution. But I think that across the years, you know, the conferences has come from being an audio-only, you know, system where people were just speaking and then as business requirements um, you know developed and people you know to meet remotely from different countries continents the ability to speak but then to add visuals by having you know new new technology added like sharing documents sharing your screen so that everybody you know if you're based in Ireland in the US and in Japan you can all look and see at the same uh, document live, you can all update it, and then, you know, and I, uh, and more in the last few years, more and more video uh, being also introduced, where, you know, trying to replicate that face-to-face meeting experience of being able to see who you're speaking with and mm-hmm. engage fully, simulate that, replicate that face-to-face experience. Yeah. Cool. And, and um, can, can you tell us a bit about how conferencing works um, with a facilitator? So, do you know, when an operator facilitates a, a conference, what, what is kind of expected of them? Yeah. So when an operator assists clients to run their conferencing, it's usually a white glove service and it would be, you know, to provide high-end training, for example, okay. or large internal communication or very, you know, one of the very Active sector is is also everything that is um, with, which is related to the investor relation communication. So that's when companies, large enterprise on the stock market, 
provide an update to the financial sectors, investor and analysts, an update of how their performance have been across the quarter or the year and give the sentiment. So you have um, the company, usually the C-suite of, of, of attendees providing the performance of their companies. And then you have a lot of um, analysts connected to listen and be able to, from, from those information, be able to set trends on the market. Okay. So how the operator assist that process is those calls have very i've got a high touch as you were as you were saying mm. and usually the speakers would be prior to the conference facilitated with um with the operator you know okay. agreeing on the flow of the call being able to confirm what's going to be how it, you know conduct the introduction and then also during the meeting as well they will also facilitate question answer session so that right. analysts, for example, can ask a question, specific question, allowing the CEO or the CFO to, uh, to answer the questions. Okay. And again, the overall responsibility of the operator will be to ensure that the call runs perfectly for the client so that the quality of the line of the speakers and of the people asking questions are very clear and that everybody, hundreds of thousands of people listening to that call can get a good a good flow of the conversation. And then a lot could go wrong, I'd say. I'd say there'd probably be a little bit of added pressure as well, like knowing that there's there's a couple of hundred people on the line and you clearly want the best kind of quality. Um, you kind of touched upon it there, just uh, on preparing like a high-touch conference for mergers and acquisitions earning calls or even disaster management, um, what other requirements may need to be met? So it's providing the right service for your audience. So your, mm -hmm. you know, the company might be based in London, but most of the investors might be based in the US or in Singapore. So you need to ensure that, you know, people wherever, wherever they are based in the world, that they can join easily your meeting. So mm -hmm. preparation is key. So, you, you know, there is a department usually that is actually assigned to looking after the investor relation management and they would know where their audience is, where also very importantly, the speakers might be based at, on that day. And it's preparation is key to ensure that you, um, you can evaluate correctly what type of telephone numbers you, you might need to be provided, what uh, type of... Um, where the speakers might be located. So, for example, if they are in an airport, you know, what airport are they going to be based? Uh, are they going to be able to connect from their mobile phone, their cell phone, or would they have to try to find in a lounge room some, um, some time or, you know, hire a dedicated meeting room for them to be able and ensuring that from there they can be reached in order to be, to speak and present during that very important meeting. Um, so there is a lot of coordination and as more things that appear to be flawless, preparation and quality is, is underpinning all of what's, um, all of the, um, of what's being important for the, for the running of that important event. You can't just go blindly into it really. So <laughs> no, there is no improvisation. No, no. And what would you have, um, maybe a few weeks of preparation before you do any big conference? Like if there was a, a big acquisition or an earnings call, would you have a long time to, to prepare or would it be, you know, a few days? It's most of the time, because most of those earning calls, for example, are planned. So most yeah. of the time you do have 
you know, there is a running order, you know, as I was, I was saying, you know, the, the people in, in the company are professional, you know, they're professional, they know exactly what urgent, but just went on those more sudden, um, sudden um, type of events like a merger and accreditation, usually things are, are gathered at the last minute. So this is where, you know, preparation and coordination thinking on your feet is really yeah. important because this is when you need to this is usually an, uh, a pressing uh, a pressing you know for example they might be waiting for um, an agreement for example from the European Union to be able to vet the, the acquisition and there mm. might be an evolving um, timeline of when the, all of those um, you know all, when the contract is going to be signed and you have everything in standby mm. to be able to to deliver the event yeah. when that um, contract is being finally finalized. Right. So I've seen, for example, merger and acquisition for three days running right. <laughs> to even being planned two or three times a day and then oh. until the final um, agreement was signed and then the communication was able to go to the white public. Okay. And, and would you have any tips on preparing for large conference calls like that? Um, that would involve multiple participants. Again, preparation. Yeah. <laughs> preparation and good, you know, and good collaboration between, you know, understanding uh, what type of, you know, offering to your audience, what whatever way they want to communicate. So it might be connecting to, um, you know, dialing your telephone numbers mm. and connecting to, to that telephone number. It may be some for some people. They prefer to be called out directly to their cell phone to make sure that they, you know, to that they are ready or it could be um, attending from their computer. Right. Um, so it's giving the audience the choice. Um, and that's actually become very prevalent in the last few years where, you know, people might be walking from home. People might be walking mm. on the go. They might be connecting from an airport. Yeah. And um, you could have your 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 investors might be located in different countries. So, for example, in the mining industries, you would you know most of the earning calls would go through uh, on the big financial centers. You know, right. New York, London, uh, Hong Kong. Hmm. You know, but some so, some so, so for some industries, for example, like the mining industries, you know, you would have investors that are based in. Um, countries where mining is important and then you would have to facilitate for example a higher number of callers calling from places like south africa um, or from um, or from australia and you need to make sure that you plan that so that your telephone carriers can carry the number of lines of those of those um, attend of those participants that are going to connect to the meeting right. so again is preparation and working collaboration with a conferencing provider to ensure that they can um, that they understand who is going to connect, how they're going to connect, as much as possible to for them to be able to plan, work with their tele telephone providers so that everybody can connect timely. Okay, so the, yeah, so good service availability is absolutely vital. So is what you're saying. Yeah, your reliability is key because you need to ensure that the you know if any and if anything goes wrong, you need to be able to work very promptly to address the situation. Yeah. You have reached Sorry, a number the number you have dialed is not in service. No longer. Do you know if your phone lines are working? Are your customers complaining of bad audio quality on your support lines? Spearline makes it easy to test your phone lines anywhere and anytime. To see how Spearline can help your business, head to spearline.com. Now back to the conversation. 
you were saying a while ago that participants kind of calling in from all around the world, like South Africa and Hong Kong and wherever else. So there's a huge reliability, I suppose, on, on good carriers as well. So have you come across situations where the problems came from the carrier side? Yes. Uh, and again, you know, conferencing companies are very professional people and they they they, they provide the best service. They, you know, they provide the best service available to their clients. But like any anything else in technology, you know, in the telecommunication industry is a very it's a very technology prone area. Something things can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and the and major, major incidents can happen. Um, and the complexity of the telephone network and also there is such a high volume of um of traffic, of you know, audio traffic, mm. you know, um being on uh, on those lines that it makes it um it makes it very challenging and there is also multiple of providers and multiple actors on the on that um, on that network so i've lived through experiences you know where there is a very dramatic <laughs> or drastic you know a cable being dug outside of a major uh, of a major data center causing european for part of the european um, traffic right. um, you know local exchange in the city breaking which means that all of those investors in in Manhattan could not, you know, they could not accept their um, their exchange or because of the fact that, you know, part of the capacity was taken, you know, that was creating uh, trouble or, you know, issues on other part of the network and the cascading effect. So, um, you know, a lot of time things are not that drastic, not that drastic but, you know, things, technology break, you know, you, nobody's at the, at the mercy of a uh, hardware failure. There is backup plan, redundancy plan, but when the incidents happened, the the, the fix is not instant. Right. And very importantly, as well, you have to know the with the carry the the you have to know something is wrong on the network in order to start to address the problem. Yeah. So um, you know, a lot of issues you will suddenly start to hear people saying, "Oh, I tried to dial, I couldn't connect," or I was in that I was in that meeting, and suddenly I got interference on the line. Mm. Um, it happened, and most of the time, oh yeah, the first couple of times people don't report it because, you know, people don't usually complain. <laughs> they try to get on with with things. It's only after a while that there is a buildup of um, there's a buildup that you you will start to to identify more clearly of the the frequency, the intensity of the problem. And be able to um, to pick to take a picture of, of what the problem is, and you know, as I was saying earlier, um, in conferencing, it's a very um, pick and draft activity. Taking most of the meetings start at the top or at the bottom of the hour, right. so people are going to start to connect a couple of minutes before, a couple of minutes after, but at that point of time, you will have, you know, you will have a surge of people connecting you have a huge draft of activity happening at once and you need to be able to fix it for, you know, for the next hour, you know, for example, when a major issue happened and mm -hmm. you know that meetings were not able to be started yeah. or meeting at a problem for one hour, you have a window of nearly 30, 60 minutes to be able to address before the next big lot of meetings happening and you want to, Make sure that you try to resolve for, for for that next pass of of clients. Right, right. 
And um, what 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 would you consider to be one of the biggest frustrations that could, that can be faced if a conference call doesn't run smoothly? I think that you know, people attending are attending a mini for for important reason. Um, you know, a meeting is a big cost to to a company. It's not the cost of the service, but it's more the cost of how many of all of those people attending, of all of what needs to be achieved in that meeting. Mm-hmm. Or the outcome of um, so it's it's the biggest frustration is that a meeting that hasn't happened of people not being able to hear each other clearly, you know, extending unnecessarily the, the length of the meeting, it's very frustrating. And nowadays, you know, you have a lot a lot of people would be spending three quarter of them of their days in meeting. You know, we've all heard in the last um, in the last year the the, the meeting fatigue. Yeah, term yeah. it is very prevalent you know and people need to be when you attend such a volume of, of of meeting you need to have a flawless service you need to be able to connect when you're meant to be connecting and you need you know the, and the most important thing is always be able to hear and be heard yeah how difficult can it be to to fix those kind of issues on the fly because like under high pressure situations i can imagine it can get fairly heated you know would it be like an episode of enterprise toddlers and tiaras with customers demanding you know problems to be fixed instantly absolutely (laughs) (laughs) Um, absolutely you know it it, meetings meetings remotely conferencing is business critical to any organization you know um you know and, and it's now gone to the to the to the you know to new markets to the small medium and business that were used to have the rep calling to their door you know n- now those are, those meetings are not happening face to face anymore all of those have gone online so it, it's been it's more business critical than it's ever been so yes it it has to be fixed and it has to be fixed um you know as soon as possible again like like every single organization People have got invest a lot in very excellent infrastructure. They provide, they they, in, they partner with the best people they are. Uh, they plan for redundancy. They plan for backups. But sometimes things go wrong, and you you know some things. But most importantly, you cannot start to fix something until you know something has gone wrong. So it's the yeah, ability yeah. to have visibility to. Um, live visibility because as soon as you know you can start to engage and fix wherever the problem is and what what kind of tools would you have to to see those kind of insights so you you know like a lot of companies there is a lot of monitoring right on what the enterprise network is you know there is a lot of trending and analysis about you know what's the expected traffic of you know what's the average number of meetings on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. and if suddenly you see a drop, mm. you you know there is something that is askew. Right. The one thing that is very di- difficult to gauge on is the things that you don't have direct visibility on, which is all of those people connecting from wherever they are based. You can't control mm. that, so this is why you need to have the tools to be able to replicate that experience. Or when an issue, you know, to replicate or what the issue could be from outside of your network, inside of your network. And again, by okay. knowing, you will be able to gather information for the 
the symptom to become data and for the technical people, the engineers, all of those very qualified and very competent people to work or to identify what causes a symptom and be able to work on it. Mm. Okay. So, Emmanuel, as a former Spearline customer, how was life before and after having Spearline in your toolbox? That's a, an excellent question. Um, and if I can use a CD analogy, it's a bit like searching for something in the dark mm-hmm. versus searching for something with the light on. Um, you know, as a conferencing company, your clients are trying to connect to your service. So they're going to, and when something goes wrong, they, they, they're going to tell you, oh, I have a problem. So in order, f- again, to fix the problem, you need to understand what it is and you need to understand, you know, what what is the symptom where you're getting it, where you're not able to connect to the telephone? Was it an audio quality pop questions? Did it happen when you were um, during the meeting? Did it happen at the start, in the middle, at the end? You have to have information in order, again, to be able to provide sufficient level of information for the engineers to be able to, to work on it. And what mm-hmm. Spearline does, it's enabling us to be able to replicate that client experience to be able to um, identify, to be able to say, I'm in a customer service area in Ireland. My caller, my client is reporting a problem from Germany and I'm able to replicate exactly as if I was in Germany, what my client is experiencing and be able to get all of that data of, okay, I now know, I understand now that when I dial the number or when I'm connected to the conference, I'm experiencing a connectivity issue. I'm I'm experiencing a problem with the audio quality. There is compression on the line, for example. And you're able to to gather data in order for the engineering team to be able to work on the proper diagnosis of what the problem is and then them being able to fix the problem that the client is experiencing in Germany. Cool. So you could really say that, you know, the tools that Spearline provides, they're, they're essential really these days for conference companies to, to, to get their insights and overview of, of what's going on on their lines. Absolutely. And, you know, again, when you were asking me earlier about the, 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 the life before Spearline, one of the, you know, anecdotally, mm. I remember her being able, having to um, try to find family, relation, phoning hotel or embassies from different countries and say, can you dial that number? I need to check if my line is working, what is the audio quality and trying to pull, um, trying to pull favors from people um, (laughs) to try to get to understand what the problem is. You know, some companies, you know, you, there was actually um, a business of freelancer, people advertising their, their, their service saying, you know, if you can pay me and and I'll work on replicating your client experience okay. with Spearline, you know, all of that is now is, you know, eliminated because you have at a click of a, a button, wherever you're, wherever you're located in the world, the the ability to replicate that, that uh, mm. connectivity and audio quality experience from, you know, your base in India or in the US while handling that problem. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel, you were fantastic. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. Um, really, really appreciate it. You're welcome.
Yeah, definitely. Very, very insightful. And it, it, it was great to discover like the importance of audio in managing events and conferences online. And it sounds like just being prepared and having an excellent service availability is essential for conferencing to run smoothly. And there is factors that could go wrong, but being prepared is... <laughs> that's Be prepared. Key. And like everything is being able to react when something goes wrong. You know, um, what I heard a lot from mm. clients, the, usually the problem is not... When a problem arises, when an issue occurs, it's the ability to answer to the to and resolve the problem, which is the key into the service delivery. That wraps up another exciting and informative episode. Case and I would like to share a massive thank you to Spearline Enterprise Sales Manager Emmanuel O'Donovan for coming onto the podcast. It was great to discover the importance of audio in managing events and conferences online. Being prepared and excellent service availability is essential for conferencing to run smoothly. Stay tuned for future episodes of the Spearline Podcast, coming soon to all your favorite podcast platforms. Spearline proactively monitors phone numbers for audio quality and connectivity globally. Our platform enables enterprises and telecommunications service providers to test connectivity and quality on global telecoms networks, testing automatically at volume. If you would like to find out more about how Spearline can help you, please contact us at spearline.com. And for more insights and in-depth interviews like these, you can subscribe to the Spearline podcast channel and don't forget to check out spearline.com where you can find all of our latest articles, white papers and much more. Till next time, and thank you for listening to the Spearline podcast. Spearline.